Today on Locked On Red Wings, we preview the Traverse City Prospects Tournament, and then we talk about jersey ads and why I think they're a blight, but Scotty, maybe not. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for WWJ News Radio 950, while Scotty is host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, Scotty, we got two really good topics to talk about today heading into the weekend. One, uh, we're recording this on Thursday. And so as of right now, the prospects tournament has not began, but the first slate of games does start on Thursday here. Um, But by the time people are listening to this, it's game day for the Detroit Red Wings prospect team. And then after we talked about that and preview that tournament for the Red Wings, we're going to talk about the Jersey ads that are going to be on NHL Jersey starting this season. I think there's like six or seven teams that have already showcased what their Jersey ads look like. Uh, and we'll we'll t- have a conversation about that because based on what we were talking about before we were recording, sounds like we might have differing opinions, which is kind of a rare thing for us most days. I mean, ish, I don't know. Like I, I don't want to. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll, we'll get to. It. We'll get to it. So, but to start things off, let's look at the prospects roster and just talk about things for to this, watch. By for. the way, I'm oh, so yeah. excited for the prospects tourney. Well, for one, hockey's sort of kind of back with the the starting of the prospects tournament. Here's the uh, prospect tournament roster. Uh, As you can see, there's quite a few names that jump out at you when you look at it. You got Cross Hannes. You got Amadeus Lombardi. uh, You got Kirill Kirill Tuateyev. I believe I pronounced that right. Elmer Soderblom. And then you have, obviously, Simon Edvinson, Albert Johansson, Donovan Sobrango, Emil Vero, goaltending. You got Sebastian Kosa. But when you're looking at and you're trying to hone in on things to look at and storylines to watch one Max Boltman of the athletic Detroit wrote a fantastic article on the five things to watch for in this prospects tournament. So after you get done listening to us, go read his article. Cause it's, it's a great read. And we, we pull some of our inspiration from that article for sure. But when talking about this, uh, this episode or this, this episode, this weekend in these tournaments, the thing that you want to watch out for number one, first and foremost, Scotty is Simon Edvinson. I think that if you're watching Simon Edvinson, and obviously this is the guy that everyone's going to be looking at in this upcoming tournament, if he goes out and he performs and looks above and beyond what other teams are capable of, what his own teammates are capable of, I think that only solidifies his argument to starting at the NHL level. Now, granted, this is the prospects tournament. So there's going to be prospects that are high draft picks, low draft picks, camp invites like Ivan Ivan. Ivan, Ivan, Ivan is actually his full name, but there are going to be guys who are just invitees. So there, there are going to be guys that he's going to look way better than, but if he dominates the tournament as a whole, as a prospect, that just strengthens the argument that maybe this guy's closer to NHL ready than he, than, than people think he is. Yeah. This is like the start of the campaign, right? Like if he was, if he was to, to run a campaign for like why I should be, 
on the Detroit Red Wings this season on opening night and why I should make the opening night roster. This is where it begins. This is step one, is doing and, and looking really well in this prospect tournament. So that's easily the the number one thing that this entire fan base is going to be looking at. Uh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm so pumped, A, just to like watch organized like pro-level hockey, but there's so many good and, and fun prospects in this Red Wings system that are going to be on display for this. I'm super pumped, and the headliner is obviously Simon Edvinson. So uh, the 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 we have a really good farm system, and he is like the best of what is remaining in that farm system that hasn't already been promoted. So the you know smart kid in a smart class, like it's it's going to be super cool. And and the biggest thing again is just like this is the beginning of his campaign for making this roster out of camp. When you look at that defensive room as a whole, that is a very star-studded oh, so, defensive it's room. <laughs> I mean, so you have pumped. Simon Edvinson, who was number sixth overall, uh, first over first round pick uh, just this past season or off season rather. Albert Johansson, who is going to be making his North American debut this season, another high draft pick for the Red Wings at defense. You got Donovan Sobrango, who played very good for Team Canada on amongst their along the way to a gold medal, and then also played his first full season at Grand Rapids this last year. And then you have Emil Vero, who is who has been a pretty steady guy on the back end over in Europe. So, I mean, that's half of your defensive core right there that are all high to mid draft picks who have all been performing very well in their own right. That's a that's a very st- solid defensive core to have going into the prospects tournament. Yeah, absolutely. That's easily the 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 most fun like positional group like comfortably. That's a that's a very, very fun. It's going to be really entertaining. And I'm pumped to see some like interesting lines, right? Like there, there should be some, some unique lines in there of, you know, like I, I want to see Edvinson and, and, you know, Sobrango get some time together. I want to see Johansson and Vero or Johansson and, and Edvinson. Like I, I want to see them mix and match and, and try some stuff out. So I'm, I'm really pumped just to see how, all these dudes look obviously, but the defense especially, I think is the one I have circled the, the most. Yeah. And then on the offensive side, obviously I think, I think out of everyone that is at this prospects tournament, cause there's no Carter Mazur. Um, everyone's going to be looking primarily at Elmer Soderbaum. Another guy who's going to be coming over from North America this year to uh, start his professional career here, whether it's in the NHL or the AHL, I would, I would have a guess if I had to, if I had to say right now, probably Grand Rapids first, but uh, he is going to be a guy everyone's going to be looking at. Six foot eight, two hundred forty-five pounds. We all know what he did in Sweden this last year as an up-and-comer from the sixth round. Um, and there, there was some, there was some video, Scotty, that came out of him at practice, and he was blowing by other Red Wings prospects. I mean, he's got speed, and then with that length and those hands, he's it's hard to get the puck off his stick. He's he's going to be someone you definitely want to keep an eye on going into the tournament. Yeah, I, I think that. He he's definitely the highlight of of the forward group, and I I'm really excited. I I, I think that maybe not mid game, or, or maybe if it's too much moving around, then obviously do what's best for his development always. But I'm kind of interested in moving him around to different positions. You know what I mean? Like I I, I want to see what you know with a with a the big frame, like how effective he is at center, obviously, but. I'm also kind of interested in, in like, it would be really nice to have a big, like, physical winger that could 
just, you know, in corners, just, you know, go after it and like fear nobody kind of thing and be really physical and use that size and, uh, you know, down low and whatnot. So I, I don't know. I, 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 I hope we get to see him in a plethora of situations, I guess is my biggest thing. Like I, I just want to see him in, in as many unique scenarios as possible. I think they'll be using him a lot for sure. I think the other two forwards you want to keep an eye out uh, for too is Cross Hannes and then Amadeus Lombardi. Amadeus Lombardi caught the eye of uh, the Red Wings coaches at development camp as he kind of came out of nowhere and really shined. So it's going to be someone to keep an eye on. And then obviously Cross Hannes as well. He was a second round pick in 2020, I think. Let me double check on that. I have his page up. Yeah, second round pick in 2020. Uh, played this last season with the Portland Winter Hawks and in 60, 63 games played at 86 points out in the Western Hockey League. Had a very impressive season last year. Uh, it looks like he is going to be making his debut professionally as well, moving to Grand Rapids if uh, his Elite Prospects page is up to date. That's where it has him listed as, as a, a Grand Rapids Griffin player. So that's going to be a guy to watch too to see it. if a, this guy taking a step towards professionalism, if he's able to shine amongst all these other prospects. For sure. I'm I'm also, I really like, you know, Kosa is going to be the big thing in the goalie room, obviously, but I, I really like Bednar giving, getting the nod here. I really like that. I hope we get to see him uh, a little bit. Yeah. Kosa, obviously Bednar. It's nice that Bednar is going to get a little bit of action, but obviously all eyes are going to be on Kosa, sure, especially sure. after they should be, but I, I just like him. Yeah. I just like him getting the nod and, and being on the roster and, you know, maybe getting a little bit of playing time here and there. I think that's a, that's a cool nod and that'll be some to, Maybe an under-the-radar person to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. So the Red Wings are going to end up playing three games in the Prospects Tournament. Some teams are playing four. Some are playing three. The Red Wings are playing three. Uh, Their first game is, by the time you're listening to this, it is today, Friday, September 16th. They play at 3 p.m. as they play the Columbus Blue Jackets. Then on Saturday, September the 17th, at 6 p.m., they play the Dallas Stars. And then they round up the tournament with a game on Monday at 11 a.m., where they play the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, I believe there will be streams for all three games. Uh, Ken Cal and Daniela Bruce will be doing all three of those games. Uh, I'm not sure on the link for that, but I mean, if you're all listening to us, you know how to work the internet and you know how to go. Well, also, things. like, I'm, just follow the Red Wings Twitter, and I'm sure they will point yeah. you in the direction they want you to watch it. So I think I'm in the sure past that... they streamed it on Twitter. So yeah, I'm sure that they will they will point you in uh, in the right direction. That's I mean I, I don't know how to get it right now, but I know for a fact I will be able to uh, on Friday because yeah the the Red Wings marketing and social media department is is very good. So, but when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the jersey ads that are appearing on jerseys. Something that I've been saying was going to be coming for a long time. I think I'm not alone on that. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football needs and sporting info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's Week 2 games. As, uh, what, we got Chargers Chiefs tonight here on Thursday, so by the time people are listening, they don't know the outcome of that one. That's going to be an exciting game. Two really good teams going at it. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Segment two, Locked on Red Wings podcast. Let's transition, Scotty. And let's, let me ask you first. Do you have any final thoughts on development camp? 
Or no, I think we got everything out there that uh, that we wanted to cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just I cannot stress how excited I am. I cannot quite express and put into words how pumped I am to watch. You know what? Let me ask you. I I'm gonna. I actually do have one more question because we talked a little about but a little bit about goaltending. But with Sebastian Kosa, do you think that he has to have a good prospects tournament to kind of reinvigorate the fan base's faith? Because I know. Some of the, I'll say the fringes of the fan base were a little shaken after his, you know, being the backup goaltender at the World Juniors and then at the canceled World Juniors, he was the third string. People were a little shaken up in their faith in that 15th overall pick. Do you think he needs to have a good tournament to reestablish that faith? He he shouldn't. Uh, I, I mean, he. I, I guess there are some fans that are just you know looking for look looking for a sign of hope. I guess maybe, but like he had a decent year last season. I he shouldn't. There he should not need to perform well for three games <laughs> against other prospects to rejolt your your uh, your opinion of him or whatnot. Like it it shouldn't really. Only if it helps the narrative. We've been over this a million times, right? Like it should only should only be uh, only be positives coming out of the tournament. But um, but no, joking aside, like I I really don't think that it, it should. No, I mean obviously I want him to do well every single time he goes out there. He's part of the Red Wings organization, and that's the going to be the expectation at some point. But we are still so far away from him even sniffing an NHL roster that I I can't imagine being of the mindset that he needs to do something specific to to for, for anybody really in the organization or the fan base. I, I I just can't imagine that that's the case. I agree with you for what it's worth. I just figured it was worth posing the question because there are, like I said, people out there who are a little bit uh, sure. nervous after what has happened with him so far after winning the WHL, what has happened at higher levels, but I'm with you. It's still plenty of time to be patient with him, but on that note, let's move on. Uh, the NHL, there were leaks last year that they were going to go forward with putting jersey patch advertisements on their, well, jerseys. And there have been like seven or nine teams, seven, eight or nine teams that have them uh, thus far. And I'm I mean, going yeah, to, depending gonna, on when you're listening to this, that, you know what I mean? That's at the time we're recording, even. It's, they're going to keep rolling them out. So, yeah, I think about, I heard about half the teams have them and half don't. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens have an, the, probably the ugliest of them all. It, it, it It's just a bright blue and yellow patch on their red and blue jersey, and it stands out like a sore thumb. It's hideous. Uh, the Washington Capitals have a Caesar Sportsbook ad. The Pittsburgh Penguins have a Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield patch. The Coyotes have a Gila River patch. And then the Blues have a patch for some company I've never heard of called Stifle. Golden Knights have a Corka Sports Minnesota Wild have a oh they have a giant ugly patch. It's a huge square like this big. It's, it's like Tria and Blue Jackets probably have the best one I've seen so far in Safe Light, where it's integrated. It's just the logo integrated into the jersey. So my I guess my question is is before I get into my rant in my opinion, Scotty, what what do you make of the jersey ad movement? Yeah, I uh, I, I mean I know that. There are a lot of people that are very upset about it, and I totally understand. Um, and yes, I, I'm not an advocate for it. I don't. I don't want it, like per se. Scotty says but, more ads, actually. Right. Like I'm not advocating for 
for this to happen. I, I, I don't want this to happen. I'm not a fan of it. But I do think that in six months, nobody will care because that's what happened in the NBA. Everybody freaked out when they first said that they were doing it. And everyone was super upset, including myself. We were like, this is dumb. And then most teams picked companies that look pretty or integrate well into the color scheme that's already in place. And if you don't, that's your own fault, but whatever. And uh, they mixed them in and then people just like forgot about it and stopped caring before this first season of it even ended. Like nobody talks about the fact that the NBA has ads on it anymore on their jerseys. Like nobody cares because it's like not a big thing. It's not like it's taken up the entire D of the, the, the sweater. And yeah, it's, it's something that people are, are, and and, like, I understand that the Detroit Red Wings have an, insane history that is not matched by too many other organizations and teams in sports history nonetheless just basketball or or the rest of hockey or whatnot and you want to keep it true I I agree with all that and I understand again I'm not like a big fan of this happening but I'm also not gonna like freak out and shout from the rooftops about how mad I am about it because I know because I've seen it before another sport I uh, that we all follow that b- by the all-star break nobody's gonna care and everybody's gonna have forgotten about it it's not even gonna be talked about anymore like that's just how it's gonna go and people are gonna forget you know you might have a comment here or there like oh wow like that's a I still can't believe that so and so like the Clippers had Bumble when they first did it, which is like a bright yellow ad on their red, white, and blue jerseys. And everybody was like, that looks bad. And they talked about it all year. Guess what? The next season they dropped Bumble. <laughs> they just like changed it. Like it's not like a, like a rocket science thing. And uh, if it looks bad, eventually it'll get changed because enough people will complain about it. And like, I don't know. I, I don't think it's some like catastrophic thing that a lot of people are making it out to be. That's all. And I don't think anybody is going to be thinking about it by game 40 when they sit down and watch the Red Wings, nonetheless, game like 15 or 20 even. I think that you are right about most people, that most people probably will just get used to it. But that is exactly the reason why I didn't want it to get started at the st- in the first place. I still look at helmet ads, and I think these are ugly. Get rid of them, especially certain teams that have like ones that don't blend well. The Red Wings are fortunate that the Meyer ad and the UWM ad that they've had on their helmets blended fairly well. But some teams don't go that far. But even even I didn't even want their foot in the door because I am vehemently opposed to any sorts of advertisements on uniforms because we already have advertisements on the boards. We already have advertisements on the ice, and that continues to grow. We, it started off with just the advertisements around the center circle. Now we get advertisements in the corners. Now we get digital ads by the blue lines. We get digital ads posted on the glass. So call me a hockey elitist, a hockey snob, a hockey boomer, whatever you want to call me. But the moment they touched the uniforms, I was incensed. And I still remain incensed about it. I This is where I understand where you're coming from, Scotty, and I get, and you're right. Most people are going to stop stop caring, but I won't stop caring. Cause I think it's a blight on the sport to put Jersey ads on, on jerseys, but ad advertisements on jerseys is horrifying. There are, there are two versions of jerseys or two versions of these ads that look one that looks horrible and one that looks great. And I will concede 
I'll throw them up right here. So you have first the RBC logo on the Montreal Canadiens jersey. That is horrible. It's bigger than the captain C on his jersey, and it looks atrocious. But then on the other hand, you have a team like the Columbus Blue Jackets who found a way to integrate it very seamlessly. So, I mean, if you have to have it, which it looks like we have to have it at this point, this is how you want it to look. It's small. It's not in the way. But the fact that we have to have it, first of all, we don't have to have it. This is not something we need. This is just something that NHL teams are looking at, at improving profits. By, by the way, not that much. Some of these NHL teams, reports are coming out that they're getting as little as $10 million a year extra for this, which for you and me is a lot, but for, for these organizations is not a lot of money. So I'm vehemently opposed to it because you're tainting, in some cases, jerseys that have gone untouched or unchanged for nearly 100 years besides small tweaks to their uniforms to sell out for corporate advertising. And it's just, to me, it is it is unexcusable. And the Red Wings haven't announced a new one or haven't announced one yet. And I pray they don't, although I have a gut feeling they will because obviously they do it with the helmets. But I knew from the moment that they put a logo on the helmet that this was going to be the next step. And, and on my on my previous podcast, before I was on Locked on Red Wings with you, Scotty, I had Max Boltman on with my old podcast, The Breakout, with my buddy Josh. And we talked about it, and he was like, I don't really care, which is his opinion, and I respect it. I get that some people just like, it's still hockey. People, and he was with you. Like, people aren't going to care in a few months. But I knew, I knew this was going to be the door. They were opening the door to jersey advertisements, and here we are. We're sitting here in 2022 looking at actual NHL jerseys with actual advertisements on it. And I know I probably sound like an elitist or a snob, like who cares? And I'll oh, probably get A lot get of used, people agree with you, man. I'll probably get used to it over time too, but I'll never like it and I'll never approve of it because especially when it comes to a re- the Red Wings, well, how much has that, that uniform met over the years? Who has worn that uniform? For it to have potentially a horrible logo on it, even if it's like a stat safe light logo on the Blue Jackets uniform where it blends seamlessly in. Like the Pistons do a good job. They had Flagstar and they had UWM. The Flagstar one stood out a little bit, actually, because it was kind of a bright red brick. The UWM one looked a little bit better. But just for that to be on there is just insulting to fans. Like, we give you so much money already. Like, we are rev- some of us revolve our life around you. And just to sell out like that, it, it just feels insulting. That's, that's just where I come from, man. I just don't like it at all, and I'll never like it. Yeah, I mean, I mean again, I don't like it and will never and will always it rather I will always prefer it had not happened I I agree with with that my point is you will you I I know you will you will not be this passionate about it for the rest of your life like you won't Here's the here's the and thing. And at some though. point, you're just gonna be like, yeah, like the Red Wing. I don't like it, but like they have them on there. That's, I mean, that's what happened again. What happened to me with the Pistons? What happened to a lot of people in basketball? Like, yeah, like it sucks, and and I'd rather it didn't. But it's like it's not gonna stop me from watching Red Wings hockey. I'm not gonna be sitting there every single night watching the Wings. Like, oh, like this would be a lot better if we didn't have a tiny white speck on our shoulder. Like, like you're gonna adapt and and you're gonna you're gonna get used to it as much as even if you don't want to like you will I know 
but just because you will get used to it, does that make it okay that it's happening? Because no. then the question is the slippery slope argument, right? Where does it well, end? That, we- that I think is 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 the argument here. I I completely agree with that. I don't want a full jersey. I don't want soccer to happen. I don't want a full jersey of nine ads on it. I, or I completely the agree European with that. hockey leagues. Now, I I I want to say I don't think that'll ever happen to that extent because one. The reason why those leagues in Europe, the hockey leagues in Europe, do it is because they actually need the money. Like it, it's a, a critical to their funding. Well, the hockey leagues for sure. The yeah. hockey leagues in the NHL, they don't need that, but they didn't need this jersey yet. So that's where you could see people making the argument that it is going to come eventually. I just, I don't want, I don't want that door to be opened. That door should have remained closed. It should have remained locked. I mean, look, watch the games. I'm not even not even on the I've already gone over the on ice, the digital ads that we already get. First of all, it's also a crime that we don't have Stanley Cup playoffs by the blue line anymore because of the digital ads. That's another thing. That is something that we lost because of advertising and money and capitalism. The ever the pursuit of more money is to have that, the Stanley Cup playoff paint too, yeah. and the Stanley Cup finals paint on the ice, which is something yeah. that was supposed to be special for those teams that clinched those spots. We don't get that anymore. We lost that. But you watch the game on television and you're inundated with advertisements as well. You get in-game commercials. Well, they'll throw up a second screen, make the hockey game and football game and baseball game and basketball game smaller to give you a a quick 15-second advertisement. We're so inundated with advertising that when people say, when does it end? Are we going to end up with entire jerseys full of advertisements? I can't look them in the eye with a straight face and go, no. We won't because it has happened and it is coming. It is something that's coming along. I want to say that it won't happen to the extent of European hockey league, but I can't say that with a straight face because we're seeing the ever progression of advertisements. How much money do these teams need to make before they have enough? And the answer is never, never. (laughs) Right. Um, It's uh, a, I agree. The slippery slope argument, I think is the best one that I can't just rebuttal it with like, you're not going to be this passionate about it in four months because that's, that's obviously something that will forever be ongoing. And eventually if they fill up a whole Jersey, then it's just going to be, you know, and, and if they do like the, the slow crawl, right. Where they're like, Oh, like, you know, five years from now, we'll add a second one. And then five years from then we'll add a third one. And then, you know what I mean? And then eventually people are like me are like, Oh, well, you know, what's the difference between seven and eight? Like, who even cares, right? Like, I, I understand I understand that. I very much understand that, and I agree with it, and I don't want it to go down that road either. Um, where it stands right now, I I, I just – again, like, and I – I don't want to make this sound like I'm, like, pumped about it. Like, I'm, I'm not. Like, I, I really don't like it, and I, and I would very much wish that – this was not a door that was open. I'm not pro ads on jerseys, but I I can nearly guarantee you that this is not something that as a person watching on TV at LCA, whatever, that you are actively going to be like distracted by Red Wings hockey, just like the ads on the boards. Like, yes, if you take a step back, you're like, wow, look at a game from the 80s and look at the game today. It is drastically different. But in the middle of a of a scramble along the boards, or you know, after a big hit happens, or during a face off, you're not like, 
I can't even watch this. There's too many ads on the screen. Like that's not a thought that pops into your head and it won't be for the jerseys either while you're watching the product. So I, I, again, I, I completely understand. I wish that it didn't happen either, but I, 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 I've seen it in another sport I follow religiously. Like I know that six months from now, four months from now, two months from now, that you know, opening weekend, the first couple of weeks, people are going to complain about it. They have every right to. Again, like I, I'm not disagreeing with it. You, you have every right to be upset. I think it's stupid too, but eventually, you're, you're, it's not going to be something that you're as passionate about as you are on the day they announced it. That's all. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to set a reminder on my phone that in six months we have a passionate discussion <laughs> about this just so i can be right um <laughs> fair enough brother fair enough <laughs> all right scotty any final thoughts before we send this episode into the weekend um i don't think so man i uh i'm j- i'm really excited for the prospect tournament i really am um we also have uh, one of the Tigers minor league teams is making a playoff push. So we got kind of like their own, I don't know, prospect. Locked on Whitecaps, guys. Let's go. I guess technically a prospect. It's eerie. It's technically I like a prospect know. tournament-ish, right? Like There's like kinda. six of them. How is I supposed to get it right? Come on now. Well, yeah, I mean, you could have asked. But, um, <laughs> so uh, instead of just guessing for no reason. Um, so that's, you know, kind of cool. But I mean, like. You know, had a really rough week in fantasy, fantasy football last weekend. So trying to get back on the horse there. Um, yeah, we ball. I'm sorry about your fantasy team, buddy. I don't know what's uh, going right. on, but uh, that's got to weigh heavily on your head. On it, your heart. it does. It does. It's a shame. <laughs> Damn shame. It is. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. Now make your second lick it, listen, licking. Second listen, Lockdown <laughs> NHL. Lockdown experts give you a daily 30 minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Lockdown NHL, your daily 30 minute NHL podcast. We will be back on Monday, guys, with five episodes a week. Woo. We are We're back, back, baby. Back, we back. are back. Um, so make sure you tune in for an episode every single day. We've been saying that for the last month and it hasn't been true. You know that same time, same, t- same place, your team every day. That's now, true now we do. And, and now it's correct. That's right. So here we go. Five episodes a week. Be back on Monday. Same time, same place. It's your team every day, every day. <laughs>